Isaiah 53, continuing at verse 10. Yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life a guilt offering, he will see his offspring and prolong his days, and the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. After the suffering of his soul, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many, and he will bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will give him a portion among the great, and he will divide the spoils with the strong, because he has poured out his life unto death and was numbered with the transgressors. For he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Verse 10 is a hard verse. Uh, it reminds us that what happened to Jesus was God's will. It wasn't, as I said earlier, just some tragic injustice, miscarriage of justice and so on. Humanly speaking, it was a tragic miscarriage of justice, but it wasn't only that. Divinely speaking, it was a way to restore a broken relationship. In our open-air service this morning, we were thinking about restoring broken relationships. And what does it take? It takes love and it takes forgiveness. Jesus died as a ransom for many. And that many includes, uh, includes us. I quoted uh, Article 3 of the Church of England a little earlier. This is Article 9 of the Church of England. Not very PC words, these, are they? Man is very far gone and deserveth God's wrath and damnation. That's why Jesus died, because we deserve it. Some other not very PC words, Martin Luther. Uh, we, uh, we, celebrate, we celebrated a series looking at the, uh, the five solar statements a while ago, uh, thinking about uh, the Reformation and how he kicked it off and so on. Uh, he said, this wouldn't be at all PC in our human rights age, he said there are three human rights, to live, die, and be damned. And everything else is grace. That's what Martin Luther said. We have God's grace. I quoted in Article 9 because um, I just wanted to make reference to the fact of um, uh, we're very far gone, as it says, and we deserve what's coming to us, but it's not what's coming to us because we've got something better. I just snuck in the little word but there. You've heard me talk often about the big but. Couldn't do this if we were Americans, but we're not, so that's okay. We talk, I talk about the big but. We deserve one thing, but we get so much more in Jesus. But, and interestingly, as you read on in the, this last section of Isaiah 53, 
then uh, we see that God doesn't stop working at the death of Jesus. And that's why he's at work in each of us. Uh, but even from Jesus' perspective, he uh, doesn't stop working. Look at verse 11. Eternal life is not just wishful thinking. Uh, after his, his death, Jesus would be raised. I've written on the, uh, on the bottom of the service sheet, it's Friday, but Sunday's coming. And uh, many of us will gather again on Sunday and celebrate Jesus being raised. This is kind of foreseen, actually, in verse 11. We will see the light of life. And by just thinking about what it says in verse 12. Jesus was numbered with the transgressors. In other words, he was thought to be someone who did wrong. But in fact, of course, he paid the penalty and bore the sins of many others. Those others who have done the wrong that was laid on Jesus, those others are us. So as you reflect on your sinfulness, uh, take time in the silence to thank God for Jesus. I wonder what you're most thankful for, that you will not have to face the consequences for, because Jesus did. Let's reflect on that wonderful power of the cross.